What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Real Impact. I'm your host, Austin Rice. We've got a good one lined up for you guys today, so let's get started. All right, guys. So today we've got a good buddy of mine, Mr. Omar Torres. What up? What up, everybody? What's, What's up, going guys? on, man? I'm brother. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man. So we uh, we run the podcast a little bit different, man. We just want to, you know, honestly, just chop it up for a little bit. So um, I really just want to kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll dive into, you know, kind of how you got started in real estate and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. So a little about me. I'm 29. Um, I got a wife and two daughters. Um, love them to death. And uh, yeah, I started real estate about four, four, going on five years now ago. Um, started independently and joined operations with Equity Cash Offer. And uh, yeah, been been just running ever since. Hell yeah, man. No, I mean, I know I was at your office. What probably a couple months now um ago and you know you guys are running things you know efficient effectively so um let's kind of talk about like you know kind of how like you got started right because it's a little different right um you know you weren't recruited you recruited right <laughs> yeah i went out and recruited yeah yeah <laughs> so, so in, what, in, sorry go ahead no i was gonna say like dive into that man because i think a lot of people are kind of like i mean really in the same shoes right where you know, they're trying to start it off on their own. They're kind of on, you know, not on the sidelines, but not exactly where they want to be. And, um, you know, kind of dive in because I think that'll give a little bit of insight to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. Everybody wants to, uh, you know, be the CEO and be, you know, uh, start their own operation, their own business. And uh, that was kind of me. You know, that was me, honestly, from, from when I was a kid. Um, so I started hustling and, you know, just trying to make a dollar back in high school and uh, started kind of detailing cars and to make quick buck and after high school and turn it into an operation. Um, and uh, I was, one of my buddies told me about this thing, wholesaling. I'm sure you, just like me and a lot of other folks here, um, learned about wholesaling off of, off of the internet. And so I did some research, bought a course, bought, you know, some training, um, started going out there and just knocking doors, uh, driving for dollars had some pretty good, you know, interactions with some sellers, uh, landed, you know, hustled my way into a deal, um, small deal. My first deal was 2000 bucks. It took me about six months to get that first deal, which was, it wasn't really for the money for me. It was really the, the belief level that like, I see other people doing it. It's like, I could do it too. But, um, then I got my first deal after right. that hunting and hustling got, I fell into like five deals my first year. And uh, it was tough, man. It's tough. Um, I was a one-man show. Didn't know about VAs. Didn't know about none of that. Um, but I did link up with Donovan Ruffin at a pop-up. And, um, you know, I was, I was, I kind of had to humble myself because, you know, we all want to be CEOs and we all want to start our own thing. But, you know, for me, my mentality was like, I could do, I, I could do good things. You know, I could do big things on my own, but you know, whenever I can lock up, lock arms with somebody big or lock arms with, you know, partners, um, you could do, you know, endless, limitless things. Mm -hmm. So my mindset was, uh, was, you know, I'd rather have a slice of a watermelon instead of a full grape, you know, yeah. full grape, like this big slice of watermelon, it's like yay big. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I went to a pop-up interview, you know, power of events. I preach events to this day. You know, it's, it's, it's critical to this business. You know, it's a, it's a people business, not a, networking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Networking. So, uh, met Donovan there and started just recruiting his ass since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, cause I, you know, obviously like I know kind of the story and everything like that. Right. So you met him and you know, just for everybody listening, right? Like he probably didn't come up to you and was like, dude, I'm hiring or anything like that. So what was kind of like the interaction there? And then like walk us through like from the time you met him till like he was like, damn, dude, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, I remember it because it was starting to get cold. It was like October, mid-October. And uh, they had a, I live, mind you, I live two hours away from Dallas. Um, and they had a pop-up meeting here in Dallas. Um, I didn't expect to meet Don. Don was just somebody that pulled up to the pop-up. Mm-hmm. And um, I pulled up and, you know, I immediately Don's personality attracted, you know, attracted me. I was like, this this guy is like, he's real. He's he he talks some shit, which is cool because a lot of people, you know, they they just keep quiet and, and not, not PC, talking. right? Yeah. What's that? I said they're too PC, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I was like, I resonated with his character. I was like, all right, cool. And after the meeting, I started just chopping up with him. I I didn't even ask him to be, uh, you know, to hire me on the spot or anything. I was just like, dude, like, I just followed up with him. I got his Instagram, started keeping up with him. Every time he posted, I'd like swipe up. And this was like October. Every time he posted, literally, bro, every single time he posted, I would swipe up and like, bro, hire me. I could do better. <laughs> Shout out to his boys. like. His- his employees, I'll be like, I could have done more. I could do better. This, this yeah. is just shit, you know, getting out there, getting like something to stand out. Cause I'm sure he gets a lot of uh, messages and, and DMs all the time. So I just something to stand out. And uh, it wasn't until, oh, it was funny. Cause I even started following all his team members and started <laughs> up on all, like, I'm just going to be in your face. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to make sure you know that I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't until like late November or, or early December that he was like, you know what, man, just come, come over for an interview. I think he honestly told me to do that so I could shut up. Yeah. Keep- yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, we connected, we clicked and uh, he told me to start January 1st. Yeah. January 1st of 2019. Hell yeah, and, man. and we were pregnant at the time, you know, yeah. I was, my girl was, we just found out we were pregnant. So we needed something, something life changing and I'm blessed to, to take the opportunity and for him to give me the opportunity. Yeah, man. No, I think, I think it's more so too, you know, you took the opportunity, right? Like, you know, he didn't really have anything to give at the moment when you first met him or anything like that. You know, it was more so like you saw the chance, you saw the opportunity and you're like, dude, I'm not, I'm not letting that slip by, you know, like I'm making, I'm, I'm going to make my opportunity. Yeah. You know? yeah 100%. And, um, you know, and that's that's a lot of things, I think, especially like, you know, in wholesaling or in real estate or anything like that. Like a lot of times, like we got to make the opportunity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whether it be, you know, inserting yourself in a, in a bigger operation or whether it be with a seller or a buyer or anything like that, you know. So I think that's that's huge, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's kind of talk about like your path. Right. Because, you know, obviously right now you know, you're in a lot different position than you were when you first, you know, in 2019 got started with him. Right. So let's kind of talk about your path. Right. And then, you know, what's kind of gotten you there, you know, the skill set behind everything. And we'll start, we'll, we'll kind of dive into stuff, you know, as you kind of go. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, I started as a disposition rep. Um, at the time, there was uh, four other dispositions, and disposition, I'm sure everybody knows, but just if you don't, it's it sells. You know, you sell properties for the for the company. Um, so I started at Dispo. Um, I don't necessarily know why. You know what what made him put me as Dispo, but I started. <laughs> I think it was just because we had at the time when I walked in, there was probably like double the amount of dispo for ACK already. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, we like to keep a two to one ratio. So, um, yeah, I started at dispo 2019. Um, first year kind of fumbled everything. I, I every call I, I had. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, just kind of worked my way up after a couple months into a leadership position. Um, I mean, man, just like anybody else, my why was different. I think a lot of folks at the time, they were just there to like, they like the environment. It's a very cool environment to be around, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of bachelors when I started, um, I, I, I wasn't a bachelor. I'm in no yeah. position to be around somewhere just to hang out. So yeah. I went and got my shit done and just like left, you know, not there to socialize, not that I'm not that I was like such an introvert, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there to bag and, and get out, you know, and go yeah. real fast. Um, yeah. I, I just kept my head down for about five, six months, man, just pushing out deals, fucking up, failing, um, trial and error, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I made double the amount of phone calls as everybody else, double the amount of contacts as everybody else, because in my in my eyes, I sucked at the time. I was like, damn, I got sales experience, I've done door to door, I've done if, if there's something to sell, I'll probably try to sell it, but yeah. <laughs> I still considered myself as like pretty, pretty horrible at sales. So yeah. in my, I'm just, I work everybody. Right. And it worked. I mean, eventually my, the skill set caught up, you know, my work, ethic, my work ethic never left my skill set. Mm-hmm. And before you knew it, I was like, these guys that were already in the position before I got here, I was in a position where I was leading them and coaching them and helping them out like how to make how to make sales mm-hmm. and this this would directly affect me if i'm coaching up my disposition team that or not even mine at the time but it was just a disposition team it was my competition mm-hmm. like yeah. i was coaching my competition you know? <laughs> I didn't think that way but yeah, I was yeah coaching my competition you know and mm-hmm. uh, i think that's something that don picked up and he saw is like this guy's like you know going above and beyond and and helping the company grow and you know i was as things as we would go with tr- through trial and error i would you know notate things i would implement things i would switch things up um right. i would make things that don as a ceo you don't see the the small little transactional things you know You're, you you kind of just see from a bird's eye view what's contracted what's closing etc right, et right? Yeah, it's big picture stuff. You don't see the the fine details that make up the big picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those things, I I know that I I I know that because I ran a, a you could say a detailed operation. You know, whatever operation you run, if you run it yourself, you you've got a certain sixth sense that the regular average Joe doesn't have because they don't think about those things. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was like, Don's not gonna catch this unless I bring it up to him. So let me bring it up to him, and yeah. I. Probably annoyed the shit out of him, but after, <laughs> after so much time, like we tweaked it so much to our dispositions, like rock solid. You know, we've got a plan for this scenario, that scenario, X, Y. Like we tweaked it like, like hardcore, mm-hmm. and uh, 
And I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I help, you know, build that to what it is now. Right now we've got a, a head disposition, which is Layla. She's got three other dispositions, you know, put, cranking out deals left and right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's killer, man. I think that just speaks, you know, to a lot, right? Like it's not only where you, you know, you crushing it in your role, right? Your position, what you were responsible for, right? You were doubling up on your responsibilities. You were, like you say, you were literally training your competition, right? And Which it was, it was more, it wasn't. And I think, I think too, a lot of that speaks to like the leadership, right? It's, you weren't looking at it as you're training your competition. You're looking at it as, Hey, if I can train them to do as well as I'm doing, the company's going to benefit from that. 100%. Right? And everybody's going to grow forward. And that just goes back to like what you're talking about before, right? Like, you're looking at it as a as a, a slice of a watermelon, not a piece of a grape. And I yep. think that that speaks to a lot of people too, especially like, you know, like entrepreneurs, right? Like the entrepreneurs that are better suited or well suited inside an organization, right? And yep. I think a lot of people miss that. You know, I think a lot of like you were talking about before, everybody wants to be, you know, whatever title, whatever the, you know, whatever the hell they want to give themselves. Yeah, but they miss a lot of like opportunity and a lot of the big picture type stuff, you know, and yep. like the way that I look at it is like you can get a lot farther with everybody tunnel vision on one end goal. Right. Everybody's like everybody's process to get there might be a little bit different. Everybody's responsibilities to get there might be a little bit different. But if everybody's yep. focused on that, like end goal, that end vision, bro, like, I mean, you guys are you guys are proof, right? Like. Like no. I said, everybody has their own specific role. Like you don't have this guy in this part of the assembly line running to this side to help Joe Schmo. You know, like we're all relying on each other to do your 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 what you're here to do. You yeah. know, and and you, you're right, man. Like when one person focuses on one thing and you go full throttle, like tunnel vision into that one thing, you know, thing magic happens, bro. Magic yeah. happens. So let's kind of dive in now. Where you where you are where you are now. Right. Like start yeah. off with Dispo, crushed it in Dispo. So, you know, where where are you at now and in, in kind of like your role and everything and in the operation? Right on, right on. So, yeah, man, I, I was in Dispo, uh, started. Uh, then I got transitioned into a leadership role. Um, we were after a while, we were turning on a lot of JV opportunities and then joint venture, which is other companies kind of business to business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we turned it down like for a good year year and a half until uh donnie is like yo i think we're ready now our dispositions is ready to start you know not only serving our own company but the whole industry as 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 a whole and, and you know being a dispositions company so we started picking up jv deals at the time i was juggling both dispositions and jv um you know it was kind of a, it was a new thing to us mm -hmm. uh, kind of just tweaking it learning you know tracking what's happening in scenarios and like we, we literally just learned like trial and error you know at the time there was probably other companies that were doing it and we probably should have reached out for like mentorship but <laughs> you know like yeah. i didn't really get involved into like the network like the like the instagram like very aggressively for like the past year and a half or so mm -hmm. but you know, I probably, we probably could have you know gotten a lot farther ahead if we would have like tapped into somebody that was already like crushing it right. um, we just learned by trial and error which is which is fine too you know god's plan but yeah. uh yeah i mean we started picking up jv opportunities um build that thing out 
And, you know, we had our first JV hire um, about a year, year and a half ago, and which is Reed. I, you got to meet Reed, right? Yeah, I know Reed, yeah. Yeah, we just closed the damn deal together. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> Get to that later, too. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we hired Reed, and, man, once we hired Reed, I really saw the magic of, like, hiring, like, having one person fully focus on one thing and, like, how much better he can do that when you're trying to do multiple things at a time. Right. Uh, man, my our average deal size with JV when I was doing it is like 2000 to 3000, you know, and this was back in the day when like the market was hot hot, you know, like mm -hmm. nothing nothing comparable to what it is today. And now like Reed's average deal sizes or at the time like when we hired him and he he was getting like double digit assignment fees mm -hmm. which were at the time cuz I was trying to juggle too many things. But yeah, I mean now that, you know, we developed JV department. We've got three reps. Reed's got his own team now, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, I, about a year ago, um, I got, I got you know, the opportunity to be or got promoted, I guess, to uh, VP, vice president of the company, uh, which is which is awesome. Um, Don made me a partner into our holdings company. So we're buying rentals together, too. Um, we opened up a educational space department where, you know, we were able to collab with other other companies that are killing it like you your company and others in the industry where they come and you know we we like we run a whole two-day workshop break down what we're doing what we're right what we're doing wrong you know literally the whole shebang from a to z um yeah. but yeah that's that's it's, it's a complete nine day difference from when i started yeah man yeah i mean and I think that just speaks to the power of just persistence and just the power of, you know, focusing, right? Like, you know, you came in, obviously, like you said, right? Like, you know, I can, and I can appreciate that, right? Because, you know, I've got a wife, a family and everything like that. So like, you know, like you said, like your why is a lot different, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot easier to come in and focus and put your head down and like just knock shit out and get it done. Um, but I mean, I think that's a testament, right? To just being focused, right? not losing focus, not losing track. You know, there's going to be hard times, right? I'm sure yeah. throughout this entire course, everything's not been sunshine and rainbows, you know? Um, <laughs> as, as much as you'd like to probably say it is, there's no chance. <laughs> not, not, yeah. not a chance. Um, but I mean, again, like that's a testament, man. Like, you know, and, and dude, I would like to say, I mean, I personally would like to think that you're probably, you know, crushing it right now as opposed to, you know, strangling yourself, trying to knock out five deals a year, you know? And that's 100%. like you said, being able to plug in, find, like, find where you fit, you know, get in where you fit in and then just absolutely destroy it, you know? And um, yeah, I think that's huge, man. Cause yeah, I think that shows it's like, yeah, it's, I was it's power just focus. Yeah, bro. Like the things that I could have done by myself versus like the things I've done with, with, the operation you know plugging into a team you know mm -hmm. a, a environment um it's it's you can't even compare the two bro it's it's crazy you know yeah. just just like you yourself bro like you you got an operation you know at some point you were like you know what i'm tapped out like the amount of stuff <laughs> I do for myself versus like hiring other people like you, you know you could only do so much you know you yeah. had to go like I'm, I'm gonna have to give away like slices of the pie, you know, slices of the watermelon, you know, mm -hmm. to team. But you know, you're able to get more watermelon now that you got and, a team. 
And that dude, I, and I think that like that goes back to like what you're talking about whenever you guys brought on Reed, right? Is you were trying to juggle, you know, Dispo and JV. So you had right 50% of your because let's be real, right? When you come into the office, I'd say probably, you know, you're hundred percent at the office, right? Right. But we gotta also realize there's life outside the office. You know, you, you might be thinking, you know, something with the girls or something with your girl, like there's other things, right? So let's say you get in the office, best case scenario, you're 90% at the office, right? Now you got 45% on JV, 45% on Dispo, but it really just depends on what's more pressing at the time, right? Like, you know, you got a deal that's blowing up on Dispo, boom, you got to shut down JV, you got to focus 100% on Dispo. You know, yep. you got to figure out that deal, you got to correct that deal. Then when that's all said and done with, now you probably got another, you know, checklist of other dispo, other deals you got to dispo. Yeah. Now you got a queue full of, you know, potential JV opportunities you got to underwrite. So it's it's a you're just spread thin on your focus, you know. Yep. And you know, like you said, like there comes a point where you're just tapped out, you know. And like what you talked about with hiring Reed is like he's able to focus a hundred percent of his time and his effort, right? And when he get when he first gets hired, he's not going to be as good as you. Right. Yeah. But his 100 percent is a lot better than your 45 percent focus, you know, your 50 percent focus. Yeah. You know, and and now like now he's been in the role for as long as he's been in it. He's been focused on that role 100 percent. You know, I'd say he could probably go head to toe with you when it comes to discipline JV. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like I I, I think the the student has surpassed the master. (laughs) But I mean, that's just a testament, right? Like to anybody, you know, anybody that watches this or listens to this or anything like that, you know, if you're if you're a one man show or a small operation or anything like that, like it's stressful. I mean, you probably went through it. You know, it's stressful trying to hire somebody, you know, yeah. like Dispo and JV was probably, you know, I, I, I think one of the last time we talked like JV was your baby. Right. JV. Like you 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 started that. Right. Yeah. And so it's like to to hand that off you know it's 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 nerve-wracking no it is bro i was talking to one of my boys and he was telling me he's like man when you do stuff like that it's kind of like uh the same analogy like you marry your wife you know the father gives you know hands that responsibility of a father down to the group like down to you you know like the same like (laughs) this is like I've cherished and protected this with my life. Yeah. You know, now tossing it to you, do the same. You yeah, know, I'm trusting you, take care of trust, this. Yeah, trusting yeah. you, hear this. Do not drop this. Do not fumble this. Yeah, and it's but easy, yeah, it's it's a huge. I mean, because I I mean I've went through it right. Like, and you know, if I went through it in different aspects, but I mean it's it's big, right? And it's like you said, it's it's a big responsibility to just like hand off. But, you know, once things start kind of like catching and then you realize like, Oh shit, like now I got a hundred percent time to focus on this, right. To focus on growth, to focus on, you know, other, other avenues, you know, like, and that, uh, that, that I just handed off is still getting done. Yeah. Right? And but also has to come forward, full trust, you know, like, that, I wouldn't be able to do as many things as I did today if I don't fully disconnect and fully trust my team to do 
what they're you know supposed to do um versus like out at the beginning when we did this i was yeah. kind of like fourth so i'd yeah. send them thing like hey can you do this five minutes later hey did you do this Show me <laughs> like you could have done it you know so you got to fully trust that i'm not saying just like don't like ever check in but micromanaging is like will will bottleneck your business you know mm -hmm. managing will like literally be a bottleneck for your for your operation so yeah. for me what's helped me a lot when i come across these scenarios which is which are tough man it's tough to like it's like a me versus me type of battle yeah you know? walking over there to like tell them something i walk back i was like nah I, they got it they got it you know yeah so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if i were to check in every time you know they were trusted with a task um i, I wouldn't you know it it's kind of counterintuitive at that mm -hmm. point. You know, so you tr truly got to trust your teammates, you know, have a blueprint for them, but to truly trust them to do what they got to do. You know, yeah. if they fumble the bag, if they mess up, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to happen. Yeah. They're gonna, that's how you learn, you know, yeah. as, as a, as a business owner or like, you know, leader, um, mm -hmm. step in every time that there's a fire going on, your operation is never going to grow. You're always going to need to be there which is not why we're in business for it. You know, we want financial freedom and time freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. no, and I think that's a huge, I mean, that that right there, I think is a huge, you know, nugget, key point, whatever you want to call it, right? Like you, you can't step in every time there's a fire, right? Yep. And I think especially like in a leadership position, like I feel like there's like this false sense of leadership, right? Where it's like, as a leader, you've got to be the one solving the problems where it's like, that's not leadership, you know, like, leadership is teaching them to where they they are able to solve the problem you know on their own yeah you know and like that's a hard lesson right it's a it's a really hard lesson uh, i mean i've struggled with it like i'm not gonna sit here and bullshit and say i have it you know um but it's it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like like you said like until you're able to really do that the operation's gonna like stagnate it's gonna stalemate it's gonna you know bottleneck wherever yeah. you are you know exactly and um, I think it's a big, you know, a big kicker too, is it's like what got you to where you're at now isn't going to be what's going to get you to the next level, right? 100%. Like what got you to building out the JV department to where it was, right? Wasn't yeah. going to be what got you to build it out to where it is now. Yeah. You know? So bringing in the new people, new ideas, you know, new faces, new voices, new ways to talk to people, new ways of building relationships, Yep. You know, that's what took it to the next level, you know? So uh -huh. I think that's huge, man. Like, no, it, it, yeah, bro. Like for, for me, something that Don really like built, like hammered into the way I think, the, you know, is, is that's what we do essentially as leaders. You know, mm -hmm. we, we pour into our team, you know, this is, this, we kind of like guide them like to where this is how I want you to think. This is mm -hmm. what I want, I want you to behave in a way, you know? Um, it's like so. So one thing he ha he hammered into my head, because um, he at the time he was like, "Hey, we're gonna hire more dispo." I was like, Fuck, "We already got a lot of dispo." I'm, gonna... <laughs> and you know, he got me to think like, "Yo, we're, we need to hire up." You know, we need to hire people that are more talented than you, better looking than you. They're just more hustlers than you. Like they're just all around better than you. And I was like, "Why would I ever want that?" You know, mm -hmm. but. As a leader, you know, as as somebody that wants the company to thrive, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to hire people that are way better than you. That way they can take that role and do way better than you did with it. 
You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Reed's way better than me at JV now because he's doing it full time. You know, he's, he's, you know, we hired up, you know, well, 100% so like 100% of his focus, 100% of his time is spent on that one thing. 100%. You know, yep. and, and inherently he's going to get better, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, you know, the acquisitions that we've got right now, you know, like they're, whenever I first, like, whenever I hired them, there's no shot, right? They're 60, 70% as good as I was on the phones, right? Yeah. But their focus all day, every day is locking up contracts, right? Yeah. They're having conversation after conversation after conversation. You know, they're getting different, you know, situations thrown at them. So, like, there is going to come a time and point if it hasn't already, but like, there's going to come a time and point where, like, now they're a better closer than I am, right? Yeah. Um, now they're they're better at negotiating, right? Now they're able to, you know, talk to sellers better, right? Like that time will come. If it hasn't already, that time will come, you know? And that's just inherently like, that was a hard thing for me to like, for me to like just accept and be like, yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you know, because <laughs> my, my background yeah, but- is sales. So it's like, oh, you know, like the best closer out there, you know, like everybody's got that ego, right? But like, like you said, like as that leadership position, like, you know, you got to let the ego aside and it's like, you say you got to hire up and it's yeah. not necessarily like, you know, and that's where I think the ego, you know, kind of got to get pushed to the side or like, you know, the pride's got to get pushed to the side. Cause like when you say higher up, right. It's not necessarily meaning they're just a better person all around. Right. right? It's not necessarily meaning they're higher educated. They're, you know, whatever. Right. Right. What it is is it's like you see the potential in that person surpassing your skill set, hundred percent. Right in that one thing, yeah. You know whether that be JV, whether that be acquisitions, dispo, transactions, right? Like, dude, like y'all's transaction coordinator is ridiculous, right? But she focuses on that one thing, right? Yep. And so yep. it's like there's probably not a situation that can come up when it comes to transactions that she's like throwing her hands up and being like, I just don't know. You know, no. <laughs> um, but like, I think that's big as far as like when it comes to like that, that phrase, like hiring up, because, you know, I've always tried to do that, but I didn't realize I was doing it. And so, like, yeah, yeah whenever we all connected, you know, and, and that was thrown out there, I was like, damn, OK, that that's what I was doing. I just realized I was doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that's huge, man, because I think too many people, you know, too many people try to hire followers. Right. Exactly. We'll try to hire yes men and, you know, guys that are just going to agree with every idea you've got and, um, you know, just kind of just like ride the wave, you know, yeah. and uh, they stray away from hiring the people. They're going to kind of go against the grain. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And, and um, I was I was listening to you familiar like Patrick Bet David, like, you know, and um, value tame and all that stuff. Like I was listening to one of his books called Your Next Five Moves. Right. And um one of the things that he said that like really stuck out is like friction drives improvement, you know, like there being Mm. friction Mm. causes there to be conflict resolution, which then drives improvement. Yeah. And like, whenever I heard him say that and he like went into it, I was like, damn. Yeah. You know, like, um, so that, I I think that's huge, man. Cause you know, when you do hire up, you're going to hire people that have their own ideas that have, better ideas quite frankly than the way it runs right now 100 you know? so i think that ties right into the whole you know higher up type thing yeah man because i mean the people i mean you've always heard it you and i have always heard it you know people run the run the organization you know you take care of the people the people take care of the organization and that's that's true man that's true you mm-hmm. take care of 
people will run the run the shop. Um, so I mean, it's people is like a huge factor in your business, you know. So you gotta like if if you're looking at hire people like all right, low salary, you know, that way I can I don't have to don't have high overhead or like all commission reps or, or whatever the need the case is, you know, like if your mentality is like uh, you got like a scarcity mentality, that's what you're going to get. You know, yeah. if you got mentality, mentality, like I'm going to hire somebody, a rock star that's already killing it in whatever they're doing. You know, they're already winning somewhere. Mm -hmm. Come with you. They're going to win even bigger, you mm -hmm. know? So that's the mentality that was like, hammered into me and it makes so much sense you know after like a couple of times of like him breaking it down it, was, it just it just clicked it's like why wouldn't we want the best of the best here working with us you know yeah. there's i'm not worried about anybody taking my position or so-and-so's position this it's not what it's about it's yeah. just we want the best of the best in our operation that way we can continue being the best of the best that yeah. that's just that simple yeah and i think that just ties back to like everybody is so tunnel visioned on that right everybody's yeah. tunnel vision on like we want to be the best not like it's i want to be the best so that we're the best yeah not i exactly. want to be the best so that i can you know i can do xyz it's yeah. you know i want to be the best so that we can be the best yeah and i think I relate. Huge. yeah it's huge bro i relate to that like that that as soon as you were saying that, i was like that relate huge Sports and business, it's like I relate so much, man. I played soccer, you know, growing up my whole life. So I relate a lot of like sport, you know, business is a sport, by the way. So yeah. I relate a lot. You know, for example, if we're, if I'm looking for a striker on my team, I want the best fucking striker, you yeah. know, because it's a sport for us. You know, yeah. why would I go out there and somebody that I know is not as good, that I'm better just because of my egos? I'm going to go recruit somebody i'm that i have to be better than but you know i still want them as a striker like mm -hmm. i'm the best of the best you know so yeah. i relate to sports and business you know because it's the same thing you know in, in sports everybody has that one role you know not mm -hmm. two people role you know one yeah. person has that same thing in business man we have transactions they focus only on transactions they don't try to sell acquire nothing else you know mm -hmm. this position one role acquisitions that one role etc cetera, etc cetera. you know um that's not to say you know it's it's bad you know like for anybody on this you know watching this like if you're doing multiple things at once it's not saying you're doing it bad it's just saying that there's you know there's a magic when you know you partner up and or you grow a team and to help you help you do more you know you're as one person you only do so much you know you've got family to deal with business to deal with you know religion etc etc et it's mm -hmm. like you only got so you know that's yeah. i want to make it clear because it kind of making it we're kind of i guess it probably seems like we're <laughs> solopreneurs like that's not the thing bro it's just magic happens with a team if you want to go far you know go together if you want to yeah. go uh fast do it alone right no and, and i can speak to that right because like i was by myself for i mean i would say probably close to a year right yeah um, you know, I ran my operation, you know, solo. I mean, obviously like VAs and, you know, cold call right. teams and stuff like that. But I mean, outside of that, like acquisition, disposition, transactions, like, I mean, I was solo for a while. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I think to that point, like, I mean, we were making good money, you know, schedule freedom was good. Right. Like time freedom was good. But 
um, you know, like you said, there came a point where I was just like, damn, I'm not focused hundred percent on, you know, acquisitions. I'm not focused hundred percent on dispositions. I'm not, you know, I'm not focused hundred percent on, you know, getting deals done, right? I get an email from the title company. I'd be like, oh, they're requesting paperwork. Like, let me get to that, you know, when I can get to it. Right. Like, and that's just facts, you know, because I had so much going on and then it was like, it, it caused, you know, it caused a little bit of friction, you know, at home because it was like, when you're a one man show, you got so much shit going on. The workday is 24 hours. Like, let's just be real. Right. Yeah. When you're a one man show, like there's no such thing. as like, all right, when I leave the office, I can just check out and be done. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like there, there really came that, like that kind of like point where I was like, dude, like I need to bring someone in to focus on one thing. Right. Whether that be transactions, dispositions, you know, acquisitions, whatever. I need somebody to focus on that one thing so that I can develop the business more. Yeah. Right. And and, um, you know, for me, that was acquisition. So I was like, hey, I need to bring somebody in to focus 100 percent of their efforts and time on locking up contracts so that I can go out, build better relationships with buyers, get stronger buyers, you know, do more market research, you know, make yeah. sure I'm on top of transactions, you know, and. And dude, I mean, like you said, like there's nothing wrong with being a solopreneur, but there's magic once you, you know, you get the right people in the right seats, you know, yeah. because like that's when things start exponentially just, you know, taking off. And uh, yeah, but I think a lot of that too comes to, you know, the personality, right? Um, like you said, you know, you met Don and you were just like, dude, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta connect with this dude. I need to, I need to tap in. Like I need to figure out what's up. You know, and I think that that speaks to, you know, the personality and the culture that he's created. Right. Um, not just with himself, but also with like the company, you know. So I think that's huge when it comes like the solopreneurs, when you do start to kind of, you know, looking to hire, looking to bring people in. Like you got to make sure that they know what they're what they're coming into and you got to make sure that you're ready to bring somebody in. Yeah, that they have an opportunity. They're not just coming on to help you out like coming on yeah you know, like it's yeah i'm gonna provide a for you it's gonna help out a lot so yeah give win win mm -hmm. no when going, it goes back to like our 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 structure for like iron we were we used to be all salary um or i'm sorry all commission um now we switched it to where we're you know, we pay salary plus commission now. Um, it's just the, the, the quality candidate you get, you know, for, for us at least. Mm -hmm. um, for, that's, we saw a huge change whenever we switched that little thing up. Um, I don't know what it is about about that, you know, but it's, we used to have, when we were all commission, we had like a, it was kind of like a frat house. And it, was, <laughs> it was fun, we had fun, we had a blast. Um, we would make some money too, but, yeah. we, didn't retain any girls because for obvious reasons right <laughs> uh, we if we had to take a, a serious phone call we had to step outside because it sounded like a, a locker room in the in the office <laughs> um so a lot of things changed over time you know you talked about cultures like it's it, it it has a huge part to do with like the 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 head you know of the, of the operation the ceo but what I noticed after the big change that we did in our hiring process was, uh, you know, the leadership, the leadership really like dictated what type of culture you had, you know, if right. it's 
CEO, you are the leader, you know, so you technically dictate. But if you've got an operation, um, you know, certain certain individuals, they'll really dictate what type of culture you have. Um, I mean, man, if you the leadership we had when I first started, we were bad. They were bachelors. They were mm -hmm. like, have fun. Um, yeah. So the office resonated with that. We had a bunch right. of you know, having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now we've got like a nice corporate slash, you know, um, you know, a little, a little sharky, a little, you know, uh, we get a little ratchet sometimes in here, but <laughs> now we like to have fun, but yeah, you know, a lot more corporate now. We've got families, you know, a lot of people in the office have families now, um, which is cool. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, 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 we got a complete nine day different type of culture as we, when we had it back in the day with new right. leadership different leadership, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of that comes too with the maturation of the business, right? You know, like the, the, the maturity cycle of the business, mm, you know, mm -hmm. right. Uh, Cause it's, it's, it's especially like when you're first getting started, you know, and your first, you know, your first hire and everything like that. I mean, I, I trust me, like, I know there's, I know the exact reason as to why, you know, everybody was commission only at the time. Right. There's a lot. I mean, at the, at, at that time, there's a lot higher income opportunity. Yeah. Right. Um, because, you know, just the maturity of the business, you know, yeah. but now the business has matured, you know, the revenue is more stable, the, you know, deals are more stable, it's more consistent. It's, it's predictable. And so now it's, as you're able to mature the business, the culture matures with it, right? The culture, yeah. the culture molds with it and the culture grows with it. Um, you know, and that's, that's the trajectory I think that, you know, a lot of companies take, right. And, yeah. um, you know, like you said, I think a lot of that has to do with the leadership in place and and the way that the leadership matures as well. You know, um, you know, because I'm sure I'm sure if at the time you guys weren't expecting. Right. You'd, you'd be you'd be right there with everybody like, you know, let's go, you know, 100 percent. Right. If, if I wasn't <laughs> exactly, you know, so it's, it's the it's as the leadership matures as well. Right. That's when the, yeah. the culture matures with it. You know, and I think that's a big, you know, a big telltale sign to like, you know, steps in the right direction, you know, with the, with an organization, especially when it comes to growth. Right. Um, you know, because there's nothing wrong with the frat house, you know, culture or anything no. like that. Not it's at awesome. all. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Everybody <laughs> enjoys it. Right. But I, I'm a firm believer there's a cap to that. Yeah. Right? There's a there's a very fine cap to that in, in the frat house culture is just like what ceiling you guys can reach. Yeah. You know? Um. Whereas, you know, once that once that culture matures and once everybody is, you know, like you said, like we talked about, right, everybody's tunnel vision on being the best because mm -hmm. you know, in the frat house culture, you know, everybody just everybody's the best at what they do. Right. And everybody just wants to, you know, make bread and get the bag so they can go out and, you know, do whatever. Right. Um, so they're trying to provide enough for them to get the, you know, the shiny objects and you just know, enough. all that. Yeah. So, but now it's you got people that are really trying to, you know, make enough to buy investment properties, make enough to invest, you know, whatever, make enough so they can pour into their families, make enough they can pour into the communities. Right. So right. the goals, the, the you know, the objectives are different. So, yeah, I think that's huge, man. But no, that's fine. But cool, man. Well, listen, we're, we're coming up on the, the 45 minute mark. So um, what is you know, what's kind of one, you know, one tip, one piece of advice you want to leave everybody with? Um, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say 
learn from other people's mistakes. You know, I learned a lot from my mistakes. But one thing that I wish I would have done early on is learn from other people's mistakes. And what I mean by that is tap into, you know, other operations, tap into mentorship, tap into leadership. Mm-hmm. Anybody, it doesn't have to be me, my company, our company, Austin. It doesn't have to be us. Just anybody, you know, in general that you see having success in what you want to do. If you're struggling, tap into them, you know, learn from them. It might cost, you might have to pay to play, but in this business, you know, it's worth it. In this industry, I mean, any industry, it's worth it. You know, educate yourself, invest in yourself, um, connect with the right people, and your operation could scale like, like crazy versus you trying to do it yourself. You know, you'll, you'll get there eventually, but why not cut the, cut the time curve, you know, the learning curve? Um, you know, you can go out making a hundred dollars back, but you can't go out and make your hour back. So yeah. spend the money, you know, learn, educate, uh, tap into people, you know, get into rooms where, you know, it'll, it'll help you, you know, have quality conversations. That's yeah. probably my biggest takeaway, you know, for, for me that I've learned in the past short, you know, four years that I've been in this industry is, you know, tap into successful people, you know, don't, don't. You know, don't have too big of an ego where you think you know it all. You know, yeah. we, we're we all students. Hell yeah, man. No, I love it, man. Well, guys, thank you. That's another episode of uh, The Real Impact. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. for a live stream. That's it. Peace. All right, all right Austin. Appreciate you, brother.